Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. After reviewing the play, the call on the ice, it was determined that the play was offside, no goal. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame. So your sweetie finally comes to a game and you barely play. Is that more awkward than puberty, or is it pretty close? Your mitt looks like a boa constrictor unhinged its jaw in an effort to consume a combat submarine. Let's do that hockey. This is the summer edition of Let's Go Blues Radio, and I'm your host, Jeff Ponder. Uh, Thanks for tuning in this week, and make sure you tune in uh, for the rest of the summer weeks as uh, we conclude the summer episodes. Nice to hear with uh, the season right around the corner. I uh, remember support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by RockinThatIDLife.com, where we help you make every workout, every meal count. We do life better. We want to help you do it too. And by CenterIceBrewery.com, St. Louis's wonderfully crafted hockey-themed beer found at local grocery stores and liquor stores in the St. Louis area. Uh, this is franchise episode number 374 all time. This is season 10, episode 56. Uh, Tyler Pitlick is here, apparently, for the uh, Blues training camp. Uh, kind of an interesting pickup, but I uh, want to go ahead and give him a mention. I'm sure we'll talk about him uh, during our season preview, whether he makes the team or not. But uh, just an interesting bit of no- news to uh, come out of the Blues. Really a very quiet summer for the Blues, especially since uh, early July when uh, uh, Perron left and Achari came in and uh, you know, Thomas Grice, uh, just a very quiet summer. So, you know, to bring up Tyler Pitlick, uh, I guess that's really the big news story, uh, coming from the blues. So, um, again, we'll talk more about that. I'm sure in one of our live shows coming up. Uh, but, uh, for this show, we got a big one, folks, uh, us Olympian silver medalist, hockey coach, and new PWHPA player, Jincy Dunn has joined the show. Uh, we are here to talk about her large family, uh, St. Louis-based family, uh, as well as her time as a U.S. Olympian and much more. Uh, Jincy was uh, an awesome guest. I had a great time talking with her. Clearly knows her hockey. Um, and very cool to have a U.S. Olympian on the team. I'm going to call it now future U.S. Olympian gold medalist, Jincy Dunn. Uh, because I believe in that team. They're going to beat Canada. Get out of here, Canada. You're nothing. Um, of course, I'm kidding. I love Team Canada, too. But when it comes to the Olympics, Team USA all the way. Uh, so uh, remember that we bring you this type of content and more throughout the summer months. 
Um, so again, it's it's only a couple weeks left until preseason, and we'll probably start our live shows here soon. But we will have some more interviews, more content like this up until uh, puck drop. So uh, puck drop of regular season. So uh, you know we'll probably have one or two preseason shows, but uh, may also have some more stuff like this. Uh, but either way, we'll be talking hockey. So be here every week for Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, before we get to our new friend, Jincy Dunn, let's take a quick break and hear from our awesome sponsors over at rockinnetidlife.com and by centericebrewery.com. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of rockinnetidlife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being, which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right. Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. All right, this is uh, this is our interview portion of the show. This is Jeff with Let's Go Blues Radio, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. Uh, you know, she's a Chesterfield Falcons coach. Uh, she runs a girls' hockey camp. Uh, I think you played on a pre- pretty important hockey team this past year. I could be wrong. Might be the U.S. Women's Ice Hockey Silver Medalist team uh, from the Olympics from this past year. But Jincy Dunn, St. Louis native, joins the show. Thank you very much for coming on today, Jincy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. So I was really excited to like introduce you as our first ever Olympian on the show. But then I did research and I remembered one of our friends of the show, Lubos Bartechko, former Blue, he was actually an Olympian as well. So you are our second Olympian. First girl. First first girl and first (laughs) U.S. Olympian. So there you go. We'll take that. That's way cooler. Yeah, Lubo, step aside. Um, <laughs> so I want to talk to you. Uh, there's a lot of things I want to talk to you about. Obviously, growing up in St. Louis is is one that comes to mind. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about your brother and, and, well, your brothers and your sisters all involved in sports. Um, but uh, for you, I know that you started out as a figure skater who got into hockey. What's the story behind that? How did that happen? Yeah, um, not a huge story, I would say. We, I'm originally from Florida, um, and so there really wasn't a lot of hockey down there, just a couple ice rinks. So parents threw on the figure skates to just get us out there, get us out of the house, um, and get us into some colder weather than 
the blistering heat of, of Florida. But um, we moved to St. Louis, and my brother actually just loved sports, and he took an interest to hockey and wanted to try it. And because we're so close in age, we kind of do everything together. And so if they're putting him in hockey, I was going to. And um, we met some really great people along the way and just loved it and fell in love with it, stuck with it. And then the younger was, three didn't got thrown into it. So was there a, a, a female program that you stepped into or was it you played literally with your brother? Yeah. Um, so we actually started out in roller hockey. And so I did play with my brother in that. Um, and then we started to get into ice and there was a cyclones, lady cyclones. So I did a little bit of with the lady cyclones and then, um, actually joined, like started playing with the boys, the St. Peter's programs, um, kind of like the A1, A2, and then made the 97 junior blues team and played with them for the next few years. Um, until senior year, I went to Chicago for a year to just play a little bit and then college. Yeah. Yeah. Well, college, uh, you know, pretty, uh, pretty decorated there at college four seasons. I'm sorry, five seasons at the, uh, Ohio state university captain in 2018, 19, and then 1920 as well. Um, so for you, you mentioned going to Chicago before that, but leaving your family, going away to, to school and yeah, I'm sure they still traveled and came and saw you, but, uh, for somebody from the St. Louis area who had to up and leave and go to, co- uh, go to college to, play some pretty big hockey what was that like for you leaving your family yeah um well my story is a little bit different I left when I was 16 I actually went um trained with the national team at 16 came home my senior year and then left again Hmm. Um, and so I mean I I don't like leaving home I'm a big homebody and I love being around my siblings so that's always tough but Ohio State was probably one of the best experiences of my life and once I got there I was thriving I just loved it so you you mentioned your family. I mean, you've got uh, again. We mentioned uh, five siblings, six total of all of you. Um, your uh, one of the most recent stories that come out of the Dunn family. Your brother Josh uh, playing with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and and that's exciting in itself. Don't get me wrong, but he was undrafted. Uh, he gets picked up, and he's again he's your younger brother. Uh, how exciting was that for you and the family to see him put on an NHL jersey and, and skate yeah. in some games this past year? Oh, my gosh. It was incredible. I would say going to his first NHL game was probably like one of the top five family things we've ever done. Um, he was undrafted, and his season um, got canceled with COVID. And so Columbus picked him up right away. And we knew there was a chance he was going to play a game soon. So, like, we actually thought, oh, like, maybe he will play this game. So like there was one game we actually like started driving in case he made it. And then he was like, no, I'm playing in this game. So we actually got to get down there the day I was in Dallas. We left that morning, drove, made it to the game, um, got to see him like go out early for warmups and have like the solo lap. And just to see him, he started the game and it was just an incredible moment for our family to just see Josh live out his dream. It was just so like, I still have chills thinking about it. Just the smile on his face of, like he did it. And, and I think as a family, you get the privilege of seeing like the behind the scenes in their journey. And I think that just made that moment so much richer. And the fact that we got to share that together, it was just so cool. And for you as, as again, we'll talk about your coaching that you are involved in too, but I mean, that's quite the story you can tell up and coming kids like, Hey, you know, if you put the work in, look, he didn't get drafted and he still made the NHL. I mean, that's very impressive and very hard to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Josh is a kid. Um, not a kid, he's grown up now, but grown 
Uh, he definitely didn't look like he was going to go anywhere with hockey. Um, and he'll, he'll be the first one to say that, but he just knew he wanted to do it and he kept working on it. And it was just, I mean, just to see him reach that goal was just so cool because he's one of those kids that probably didn't have all the talent in the world growing up and was a little bit of a late bloomer, but just believed he could do it and he did it. So again, you have accomplished plenty. I want to talk about you, but one more sibling that, that I know you want to brag on is your younger sister. Uh, she, your younger sister, Joy. She is now the uh, captain of the under-19 Lady Blues team. So that's pretty exciting to see so much awesomeness come from the Dunn family. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can brag about all my siblings. They all, each in their own way, have just done really incredible things that just make me proud to be their sister. And um, since we're talking about Joy, like, she's just, she is the spirit of our family. She is probably the most competitive one of all of us. Um, And she really, I think I would say she has the best shot in the family as well. Um, so she's been doing great and she's grown into this really great leader as well. So I'm, I'm really, I think her teammates are just going to get to just kind of see the person she is and they're, and they're really going to benefit from having her as a leader, I believe. I'm guessing, uh, people who are listening to this show right now are, uh, probably seen you play, probably seen your brother play, but probably not seen joy play. You say shot. Is she a, is it a slap shot? Is she accurate? What, what's, uh, what are we watching out for when she makes her way up? elite wrist shot that is accurate and it it's just elite is very good and it is harder it's probably one of the hardest shots that i have seen come from a female wow that's that's fantastic look forward to seeing that uh so again uh jincy we've talked about your family you have been pretty decorated yourself we talked about your time at ohio state university but this past year you made a dream that I'm sure many people have had uh, that, that, you know, myself included playing in the Olympics is something that to me, it's right up there with playing in a Stanley cup final, if not bigger, even, you know, even bigger moment, you were able to make it. I know that uh, you tried out, you were hoping to make Sochi as a young person did not make it. And I know you were injured going into the Pyeongchang Olympics 2022. You're able to step in and play. What was it like? that first time stepping on the ice as a representative of team USA in the Olympics. Yeah. Um, it was just an incredible moment of, I would say overwhelming gratitude. Um, I knew I'd never made the journey alone. I had so much support along the way and just very humbled that so many people have contributed to my journey, but I was the one that gets to stand there and just kind of reap the benefits of that. Um, and to represent and to think of the athletes that I'm surrounded by and, my sport and different sports is just incredible. Um, so it was a very humbling, a very honoring experience. And it's just, it's hard to put into words other than that. Um, Cause it's, it's such a tangible moment as well. Um, like you just really, you really feel it. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. And and so you guys, you know, played some pretty dang good hockey all throughout the tournament, even in that final game. But uh, obviously for those that watched uh, lost to Canada in the gold medal game, three to two, uh, Marie Philippe Poulin put out an absolute clinic that game, one of the fastest skaters I've ever seen. Um, but uh, for you as a defenseman, uh, what was it like playing against some of those players that, that you know, I know obviously you see them throughout in, in other leagues and other competitions, but to see them out in the Olympic stage playing the best they can, what was that like for you uh, facing up with them defensively? Yeah. 
Well, it's funny because you watch TV and like you can always like you can watch them on TV and you can pick apart and then you can play against them and you're like, okay, yeah, they're they're really good. Um, you can't take a moment off because, I mean, they're just they're so gifted at what they do that like you never know what they're gonna pull, so you have to be ready for anything. It could be, and the thing about some of those players too is like they can make the very simple play, but they can also make the incredible play, and you just don't know what you're gonna get at times. Uh, mm-hmm. And on top of that, they have years of experience. Um, so it's really a challenge. And it, I personally really like that. Um, so yeah, it's actually, it's it's just super fun. Like it makes it so much more rewarding when you're out there giving your best, playing against the best and like competing for something. So when you're out there playing, like, let's say, you know, obviously I know the Olympics were a little different animal this past year because of COVID, but, um, you know, when, after the games, you know, you're talking to family members, you know, are you talking to, to your, your parents or to, uh, to Josh and, and they're giving you, Hey, you know, when she's cutting to the right, make sure you do this, you know, are you hearing that kind of stuff from your friends and your teammates and your family, or is it more like supportive, like, Hey, you know, you know what to do kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I have a really great support system. I'm really lucky. Also with the time change, I didn't, it helped to like kind of be able to separate. But um, I think one of the things about being an athlete and being an elite athlete is you have to decide which voices you're going to let in and which voices you're going to let out and which are going to be helpful um, to where you're trying to go and which are going to be harmful. And so I actually have had to really minimize my circle of who I'm going to let speak into my game. Um, and I would say probably the biggest person right now for me would be my brother, Josh. Um, he's like mine enjoys, he's all of our coaches. He watches all of our games and is constantly just giving, you know, feedback or where he thinks we could be better. And so I would say he's always one that I'm checking in with after my games, like give me the analysis. Cause he'll give it to me straight. He'll give me the honest truth, but like not in the very, not in a defeating way, but in a way that's like, okay, I can make these changes. I can do this. But I, all my family is just wonderful support. Like, I, I think that's why I want to have a big family again one day is just because it's just the best thing ever. Yeah. No, it sounds like it. And, and everything I've read about your family is just support, support, support. That's all I hear about with you guys. And I think that's really cool to hear. Yeah, is there any, yeah. like, inner, inner jabbing? I mean, it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of, you know, like, uh, uh, pushing each other, making fun of each other. Is there a lot of that in your family? Or is that just oh. kind of... Okay. Oh, I'll say there should be. Lot lot of inside <laughs> jokes, a lot of inside chirps for sure. James, poor James probably takes the brunt of them. Um <laughs> but we do it. It's it's comes from a place of love for us. And I mean we keeps us laughing, it keeps us on our toes, it keeps us humble, but we're the only ones that can do it with each other. Very few people outside of our if someone else were to give the same joke, it probably wouldn't go over as well. <laughs> Oh yeah. I know how it goes. Yeah. We've got a family. I've got three siblings and we're all the same way. We'll, we'll be in a text chain with our significant others. And when somebody will make a bad joke about another one and one of the significant others are like, Oh my God, that was so mean. And we're all just laughing. We all think it's funny. Like, Oh, come on. Who cares? We, I would, my siblings do a really good job of not taking, we don't, we try not to take ourselves too seriously. And so we leave ourselves open at times for hits and it, it honestly is funny. Like, I could think of a lot of things that have maybe crossed some lines, but are actually like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think all families might have uh, moments like that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, something I wanted to talk to you about, too, before we talk about your coaching. Um, you are uh, you you've told me, actually, I found out through an email with you 
that you are joining the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association this year. Uh, when do games start and, and what can you tell us about that? Yeah, um, I can't tell you a whole lot about it yet. I know they're still in our negotiations, um, our contract negotiations. And so we haven't heard too many details. Um, we actually have a phone call next week that will hopefully give us more of the scoop. But I'm excited. It sounds like things are going in the right direction. We have the support we need. Um, you know, the people that are that are organizing the league and running the league are doing it for all the right reasons. Um and to really just seeing us get the respect that we deserve as female athletes. So I'm excited. Don't have too many details on it right now, but hopefully soon enough we'll get something. So uh, I also wanted to ask you uh, just about your playing style in general. Now, for, now, maybe people didn't catch you in the Olympics because, like you said earlier, of the time change or whatever reason. Maybe people listening to this right now or seeing this are, are, have not seen you play. <laughs> if there was an NHL defenseman that, that you would compare yourself to, who would that be? Oh gosh, I don't even know anymore. Um, I would say in college I was really offensive, um, very offensive, more of a power play defenseman. Um, joined the rush a lot. Um, play more of a playmaker. I would say my vision is one of my strengths, just being able to see the ice and move the puck. Um, but I, I feel like in the last two years or so, moving up more with the national team, I've had to adjust my game quite a bit, and I would say my game's been and more of a transition of like less offensive and more defensive minded, if that makes sense, which is good because I think that um, different points of your career are going to require different things. And if you want to, you have to be willing to evolve and to change a little bit. So. Yeah. I remember I, I watched you in, in 2015 at the IIHF under 18 uh, tournament. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in a minute because I, I interviewed you actually after uh, that uh, big goal you scored. But yeah. I remember watching you then and thinking, oh, man, she is going to just barnstorm women's leagues offensively. But then I watched you in the Olympics this past year and I thought she has really rounded out her defensive game. Like it yeah. seemed like your your structure and being able to read the play had had really grown just in that short time. Yeah, and and it has to. And at that um, at the national team level, our forwards are so good that a lot of times they don't need me to lead the rush. They they want to lead the rush, and they want you to be that fourth fifth attacker. So um, yeah, I think it's been really good for me. I think it's been a really healthy challenge that keeps me invested and in, and having to grow, um, keeping me uncomfortable, which is good. So yep. yeah. Yeah, playing against that higher competition, as you said, in the Olympics and and even in the uh, the PWHPA that, that you'll be attending. I mean, my God, that is just going to push you to work even harder. And, and like you said, it, you like that. And, and if you're a competitive athlete, that is what you want. You want to be pushed every game, every shift. And uh, it seems like, you know, eventually you're getting to the point now where you're going to be the one pushing the younger kids that are coming up. Right. So. You know, you're you're kind of learning that already, that it's time to start pushing your game up every chance you get. Exactly, yeah. And just to be well-rounded, I think that's been the biggest challenge is to possess all the assets that you can. Yep. Uh, so, again, uh, 2015 IHF Under-18 cha uh, Women's World Championship, you scored the game-winning goal in overtime to help Team USA earn the gold medal. Uh, you were the team captain at this time, so this was a big deal. And again, I mentioned that uh, I was in the uh, blues media at the time. You actually came to the game on January 15th of that mm -hmm. year and dropped the puck for the blues. I think it was blues and red wings 
in that game. And uh, I remember you came up in the press box afterwards and we interviewed you. And I'm sure, you know, even though you had just scored a huge goal in what you might still call one of your biggest goals of all time, I'm sure the ability to go to your, you know, your home NHL rink and kind of have the moment be about you. I'm sure that was very exciting. Oh yeah. It was so cool. Um, I think just in general, like a lot of people, it's not something that a 17 year old girl gets to experience um, or just people in general. So it was really cool. Um, I don't personally love when the attention's on me. Like I was so nervous to drop the puck. I was like, do I really want to do this? What? I don't know, but really it was a great experience um, for my whole family that we got to go to the blues game together and do that. Um, and it was really cool. Like it's not something that, you know, how often are you going to get the chance to do that? Um, right. And I thought that such a great job of making me feel celebrated. Um, and I was just really, really lucky. Yeah. That, I mean, that was a, a, a impressive. I remember they showed the goal up on the jumbotron, everybody <laughs> cheered. And I just remember thinking like, man, I can imagine being a 17 year old and being out on the ice for this. Like that's got to feel so weird. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> weird. Can I practice the puck job? What should I do? How do I drop the puck? Like I don't, not in a position where I drop the puck ever. Right. Yeah. Do I bend down? Do I throw yeah. it down like a ref? What do I do? <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, I, I want to talk to you too about your coaching. So how we came to know each other, get to know each other is through a friend of mine. I mentioned him on the show before. Uh, Jason Miller is his name. Uh, we call him Crappy Goalie because that is his Twitter handle. So I don't know if you were aware of that, <laughs> but um, he has a, 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 an unbelievably awesome daughter in Nicole Miller. Uh, she's listened to the show before. She's an awesome kid, 10 years old, and you've had the uh, privilege of coaching her. So I uh, just want to give them a call out because they're great people and, and very happy to, to give them a mention here. But you started coaching Chesterfield Falcons hockey. Um, for you, I mean, what does this do for, for you as, as a hockey personality? You know, is it going from playing to coaching and being able to work with the little kids, um, you know, what is that meant for you and, and, you know, watching them develop through the program? Yeah. Um, so after the Olympics, I just felt a really great responsibility of, okay, now, so I have all these resources, you know, I kind of did my thing. How am I helping the next generation of girls progress? Um, and there really aren't a lot of, I think more females need to pour into more females. Um, and so, I mean, that's the only way we get more representation as well. And for a female to take the path she's going to take through college and everything, she's probably going to need advice from another woman who's done the same things. Um, and, you know, I can share my wisdom of, hey, that worked, work, that didn't work. Um, but it was really, it's really great to just work with the girls and to get involved in their lives and to be a resource and to be a mentor for them. And the week of my camp, we just had a great week where it was really cool to see girls of different clubs come together under one camp, we all had the same camp identity. Um, we wanted to be better people, better hockey players. Um, we wanted to be good sisters to each other because the women's hockey world is small and we need each other um, at the end of the day. And so it was really sweet to kind of just like start that unity with the girls. But also, you know, when we're on the ice, we're going to compete and we're going to get after it um, and kind of teaching that balance um, as well. So I've really enjoyed coaching and working with the girls, um, and getting to know them and, and being a resource for them as well. So, uh, you recently over the summer did hold the Jincy Dunn girls hockey camp. Um, how often do you hold that kind of thing or is it, uh, yeah. once a year? What is it? 
Yeah, no, that was my first, that was my first ever camp. Um, so looking at, I, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Um, and so thank goodness for big family. They were my unpaid help. Um, but yeah, my first ever girls hockey camp and it was great. It was definitely a lot more work than I would have been expecting. I really got to see how much goes into a camp, but definitely something I want to continue down the years. And I mean, depending on how many signups as well, I would probably have to get some more staff members and, um, you know, the camp was only one week, a couple of days of the week. And so, um, ideally it would be really cool to have one beginning of summer and end of summer, maybe a small Christmas one, but that's something that still is in the books. I need to plan that a little more depending on, it's a little, it's a little crazy with my schedule too, of like playing when we travel and we have camps as well. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just mentioned that you were out of town for what, almost a month, uh, <laughs> doing various U S women's hockey stuff. So I'm sure it's hard to schedule really anything in advance. Yes, it is. And everything, everything since COVID has been subject to change. So Right. Yep. Um, so for people who, uh, you know, may see you out in the crowds, you know, this year with, uh, with again, Chesterfield Falcons hockey, uh, you say you may be helping out with Lady Blues if possible. What other organizations or hockey camps are you working in, um, you know, when you're in town? Yeah. Um, honestly, whoever needs my help, um, I'm happy to go out and help everyone if my schedule allows it um, i think you can ever try and pour into too many people or help along the way um so yeah just kind of whoever is asking for help and if my schedule fits like I'd absolutely go out and help will we be seeing you at the 2026 olympics oh i don't know i hope so it's definitely um i like it's definitely a goal of mine now but man things just change so quickly you just never know you know so yep. I, it's definitely a goal of mine, but you know, if it doesn't happen, I, there's something else for me out there. Uh, where do you keep your silver medal at? Um, actually right now it's downstairs in the kitchen. Um, it has been actually, it's, it's been all over. It's been at the neighbor's house. It's been, you know, it's kind of like our family's medal, or at least my parents have kind of assumed responsibility of the medal as well because they're like oh yeah I, I took it and showed so-and-so or I took it and this person wanted to see it so I brought it to him I'm like okay well let's maybe put a tracking device on it so we know <laughs> lately it's been this past month it's it was locked in my room it was locked in the safe in my room but right now it's in the kitchen table because someone wanted to see it today so I brought it to see it ah so as long as you know where it's at right now I think you're good yeah I just someone always has to have eyes on the medal there you go. There you go. That's awesome. Uh, Jincy, I really appreciate um, every, you coming on the show. And, and again, you know, loved watching you play in the Olympics this past year. Hope to watch you some more. Um, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to the the PA, uh, PWHPA. That's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> looking forward to that. Uh, but I do want to ask in case anybody is uh, wanting to join the Jincy Dunn girls hockey camp whenever you hold another one, if they're wanting to, you know, kind of get your services, is there a way for them to reach out to you or reach out to anyone within your organizations that would be able to help? Yeah. So um, I work through Eventbrite is how I did my camp through. And I actually sent the information to the head of um, the Lady Cyclones. I send it out to the head of the programs so that they can pass it on to their families. And my email is listed um, the families can shoot me an email and I'll get back to them as soon as I can. It's the best way to do it. Or you awesome. can shoot me on Instagram. It's another way to do it as well. 
Cool. Yeah, I uh, we love the Lady Cyclones on this program. I play with a couple guys who coach there, and um, they're a great organization. So, yeah, anything we can do to funnel people through them, I'm happy to do. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jinsi, thank you very much for joining the show. Um, really love talking with you, and, and best of luck moving forward to you and all your siblings in, in the sport of hockey. Yeah, thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate it. Well, big thanks goes out to Jinsi again. Uh, very cool to have St. Louis and Jinsi Dunn um, on the on the program here, and of course talking about her brother, who's now an NHL player. Um, so, if you're interested in seeing Josh come and play, I, I would believe it'd be his first time playing in St. Louis. There's a good chance I think he plays Thursday, September 29th, Blue Jackets at Blues uh, preseason game. I think there's a good chance we'll see him in the lineup. Uh, so may want to check that one out, give him a nice ovation as uh, the St. Louis kid comes home. Again, undrafted, very exciting. But uh, Jincy, very fun having her on um, and very cool learning a little bit more about the U.S. women's hockey program and then, of course, all the coaching she does here in St. Louis to help grow the game. So we appreciate her for that. We appreciate her, obviously, for coming on the show as well. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockin'thatidlife.com for more information. That's rockin'thatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockin'thatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, which provides drinks brewed right here in St. Louis and is available throughout the city and county at numerous grocery stores, liquor stores, and bars. Visit centericebrewery.com for a vendor near you. That's centericebrewery.com. That'll do it for episode 56 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. The, uh, thanks for listening. And don't forget, uh, we'll be back with a show next week and the week after that. Uh, but, uh, remember that, uh, again, this is, uh, by our calendar, it shows that we have maybe two summer shows left. So, uh, we'll be previewing the season very quickly. So it's funny how it goes from summer doldrums of August and then all of a sudden it's like September 1st hits and it's like new life. Oh my goodness. Hockey season's almost here. So, uh, we are going to be uh, Saturday, September 24th is when preseason starts so I think we'll have maybe two shows left uh, of the summer series, and then we'll get into the new season, season 11 of Let's Go Blues Radio. And again, we'll be previewing the St. Louis Blues 2022-2023 season. For Kurt Price and Bill Day, I'm Jeff Ponder, and I'll talk to you next week. This was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. And let's go 2026 gold medal winning U.S. women's hockey. Call it now. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. 
They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.